how many of you understand something just happened in the spirit just then and you know it in your knower how many of you have that expectation in your heart give him praise one more time just bless him thank you father thank you father thank you father thank you father we're going to seal we're going to seal this time together in his presence with the table of the Lord I want you to have the right mindset and the right attitude when you partake of this table I believe it was three or four weeks ago the Lord gave me a picture when we were talking about the father's table and I mentioned to you a character that I want you to relate to today. His name is Mofibosheth. Say it to you, Mofibosheth. Man, almost makes you say a bad word, amen. <laughs> they had some names in the Old Testament. Mofibosheth was the son of Jonathan. Jonathan was the son of Saul. Saul was king. But because Saul did not honor God's request, because Saul was, had a, such a horrible self-image, was more worried about what the people thought than what God thought. Saul was caught up in the arm of flesh. He said, don't lean on the arm of flesh, Proverbs tells us. Therein is destruction. Saul was moved out of the way. God decided that you cannot lead the nation because you won't follow me. I'm going to remove you from your place, the prophet said. And by the way, the prophet who's, who was saying this was the one that Hannah's child, Hannah's baby, first fruit mama. It was her fruit, first fruit talking. And Saul, who was the first king of Israel, was unworthy for that position because he would not follow God. He did not have true humility. True humility is not self-abasement. True humility is power under control. True humility knows where your authority comes from. Because he chose not to obey God, God said, I'm moving you and I'm putting a, another servant, I'm putting my servant in your place. Kind of an interesting thing, the prophet said, I'm moving you from being king and putting my servant in your place. And that was David. David and Jonathan, Saul's son, were great friends. Had the same conquering spirit. Sometimes you meet somebody, you have one conversation with them, and you know that you know that you know we're going to be friends for life. Some people you, you encounter have that same so it was with Jonathan and David, but Jonathan, who was in line to be king, 
recognized that God had put that anointing on David. And they were friends. Can you imagine this? They were so friends, so much were they friends that David realizes that I'm going to take my best friend's would-be position. And Jonathan never blinked because he knew it was so. In fact, Jonathan promised that I will, you are my covenant brother. I will protect you with my life. And so he did. But Jonathan had a son named Mephibosheth. And David promised Jonathan, because you are my covenant brother, I will protect. You gotta understand this. Jonathan says, I know I'm not gonna be king. And David says, this is God's choice but I will protect your family. And you don't under, you, some of you don't get it because when kings become kings, the first thing you do is get rid of the old regime. Usually they're in opposition, so they were killed. Jonathan had a son named, who? Mophibosheth. <laughs> I, I want you to prepare your hearts. The minute they heard that Jonathan and Saul were dead, that whole household, servants, all relatives, snatched up the kids, and ran out the house because they knew if we don't get out of here, we're dead. Mephibosheth, a young child, tripped and fell and became crippled and they had no time to set it and heal it. So he was crippled for life. And they went off and they hid. No, no one but one person knew who they, where they were. And David, now that he's king, asked a question. I want you to see yourself because today you and I are Mephibosheth. He was crippled. He was outcast. Considered unworthy. A death sentence on his head. Future bleak, short-lived, long as you can hide. David ascends to the throne of God and David asks the question, is there anybody left from Saul's house? Is there anybody left from Saul's house? The servant said, yes, there's one. Now David's king and this servant knows if you tell them where he is it could be the end of their life so we know where he is where is he david said david david rose up where is he and the servant looked at me and said "O oh, king they are in lodabar <laughs> lodabar well lodabar was a horrible place it's kind of like going to the hood I'm talking about the hood hood. The hood hood that folks had already abandoned. Give me a place like that in Atlanta. Don't know hardly nobody live there anymore. Broke down houses. Water ain't running. Ain't no electricity. Tore up streets. Garbage everywhere. 
Any place like that in Atlanta? That's where Mephibosheth was staying. And for you and I, we are no different. David said, come on. He gets his best soldiers. And you, can you imagine? These boys are bad. They're the baddest in the land. They ride and they find. They go exactly to the Lodabar and they find Mephibosheth. They find him. Oh, my God. Mephibosheth figures, that's it. We dead. When you see the horses coming, forget it. Ain't no running. Can't run. Can't run. kind of way it was when God started dealing with your life. Wasn't no getting away. Some of y'all still messing around in Lodabar. The king is coming after you. For those of you who, today who you go to church but you've never gone to God. And in your mind, it, you're, it's going to be that way for now because you don't see any other way out. You see no upward financial mobility. You see no better situation. You see no better landscape of friends and associates, lifestyle. But the king is coming after you today. The king comes to him and Mephibosheth and Mephibosheth bows down before the king because he figures I'm dead anyway. David says, put the words up, Kenny. David says, wow. He said, Mephibosheth, I have preserved your place at my table. What? I have assigned servants to care for you. All the property that belonged, that would have belonged to your father is now yours. The protection of my guard, they are the baddest of the land. They will protect your life. You won't have to worry about anything with Mephibosheth. Your meals will be cooked. Your bed will be made. And, and, and best of all, I have preserved a spot with your name on it because that's where you sit when you eat with me. Can you imagine Mephibosheth's attitude? What? His ears almost can't believe it. That God would be just that good. So the words, what, what are the words, Kenny? It's like this, the king who comes after him. We were singing about it today. He's finding it for me. Man, there ain't no walls he won't tear down coming after me. Ain't no lies he won't destroy coming after me. What does it say? Read it for me, please. No, Kenny, not the verse, man, the song. The Kenny, the song. The song, I got to be clear. The song. No shadows he won't light up. No mountains he won't climb up. Coming after me. Look at your neighbor and say, he, he, he came after you. He came after you. No wall he won't kick 
down. No lie, he won't tear down. What? No hood, he won't come in. She said, no club, he won't come in. Lord have mercy. Coming after me. For all of you that are here today who have misjudged God, thinking that God's standing over you to judge you, no, God is the king who has come after you to put you in your rightful place. Whatever you've suffered, whatever, you, whatever maladies on your life, whatever curse you've been living out, up to you today let it end let it end whatever pessimistic attitude you carry around nothing ever good is going to happen to me whatever whatever that is let it end for your life today because the Lord the King has come after you so what do I what did I do to deserve this I know nothing you nothing you just have to learn how to receive it. We're going to commune today because this represents his body and, come on, his blood. And his body and his blood shed for you is the king coming after you. What's required of me? You need to bow down. You need to acknowledge who is king. You, you need to, don't deny where you come from and what you, you, that, that your family lineage, how bad it is. Look, somebody made a promise that you are the recipient of. David is like Jesus who comes after us. That's what, that's what, how much he thinks of you because Jesus is keeping covenant with the Father. He's paying the price. Though innocent for you. So much he cares about you. Somebody lied to you when they tried to give you religion. Religion is based on how, what you can do, how good you can be. But this relationship with Jesus is as the king coming to fulfill a promise that he gave. Coming to get you. As we bow our heads today, as we pray, you need to know that when Jesus said, you know, when, when, you, when, you, when you take this cup, when you eat this bread, it's as if you've come to the table. Your place is there. You need, you need a pure heart. You get a pure heart by acknowledging how filthy it's been. God will give you a pure heart if you acknowledge this is not pleasing to you, whatever it is. When you confess and when you acknowledge, Lord, I know you hate this stinking attitude in me. 
Whenever you repent of, of, of thinking so bad about yourself because God decided to think good about you in spite of the attitude you've held, the life you've lived, the people you've hurt, even yourself. Let the king come after you. Let his coming after you not be in vain. You need to show up. You need to put on your new clothes and come on to the table. Quit hanging out in your room talking about, I just want to be by myself. You need to quit. You need to keep eating like you grew up. Go get your plate and go in the corner someplace. Because you know, you don't want nobody to get what you got. You don't want to converse. You don't want to, you don't want to commune. You need to come to the table. Some of you say, well, I'm just, my life is so much of a wreck. And you need to let somebody carry you. Thank you, brothers. So don't, don't take it yet, because I haven't prayed for it. <laughs> you know, they got saw up. <laughs> They ready. I have come on, y'all. <laughs> if you can see it this way, you can understand it. Even Judas was at the table. There was provision for him, but he didn't take it. I'm speaking to you because you're a part of God's church. You're a part of his household. You're a part of his family. And if you're not, then become so right now by admitting Lord you know my life become a part of his family by acknowledging that the king has summoned you in all your situation he didn't tell him to get cleaned up first he, he said now nah, I want you to come now I've come to get you I like that song, coming after me, coming after me, coming after me, coming after me. How many of y'all know? You experienced that. Those of you who think you just came to Jesus, you got a problem. If you, if you know the real story, you know that he came after you. If you know that, you're, if, that's your, if that's your testimony, go ahead and clap your hands and give him praise and thanks for it. You, not, not anything good that I did, but whoa, he came after me. And some of you, you are in such bad shape, you were so shamed when he came after you because you looked at your situation because when his light shines on you and the truth shines on you you go oh god then the next thing you know he cleans that up gives you a new gives you a, he calls it a robe of righteousness i want you to be worthy to come and sit with the king and this is an invitation for you and i to constantly be in his presence through this table. All you need is him to say, I made you worthy, come. Oh, really? Pot your hits for a moment. For those of you that are sitting there, say, no, I know I'm not worthy. I declare in the name of Jesus by faith, you are now made worthy if you receive.
whatever was done, whatever was said, however you've lived, his blood was enough to pay the price so you might be not only forgiven but restored and redeemed. And when I talk about this again, I'll tell you about redeeming. I just don't have the time to tell you what it really means for him to restore you and redeem you. But those of you that maybe you've had religion but you haven't had the king but you receive him today I know you can you can go to church all your life and never receive him As my good friend said you're not a, you're not a Christian just because you go to church any more than you're a car because you stand in a garage But for those of you that have needed that forgiveness, that you've needed it, you needed that forgiveness. In the name of Jesus Christ, with courage in your heart, as, as T shared with us this morning, would you stand? Those of you that needed that, you need that forgiveness right now. Would you just simply stand in your seat where you are? Acknowledge, I need that forgiveness. God bless you. I want you to know that he gives it, he issues it freely. So how do I get it? Ask. Ask and believe. Ask and believe. Ask and believe. When, 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 when you believe, he does to you what David did to Mephibosheth. He restores everything. Come. You got to leave Lodabar, baby. This ain't your home. It's your hiding place. Some of y'all got to leave your hiding place. Some of you, one reason why so detrimental and, and so crucial rather crucial for you to come to be in the midst of where the church meets it, one reason why it's so, it, because it's like coming out it's you're coming out of where you, that stuff you come from you can change your environment God wants to change your environment he wants to change who you hanging out with thank you father for those of you that are standing in the name of Jesus I thank you heavenly father for your amazing grace and mercy over their lives. If you're standing, if they're standing by you and you, you know the Lord, you may want to just lay your hands on them. Pray for them. It's by faith. It's simply by faith that you receive. You get and receive forgiveness. I want to tell you, he does. He does. He's already made provision. He's already paid for it. Now you need to release it in the name of Jesus. He cares about you. He knows about the call on your life. And he knows he's the only one that can help you fulfill it. Don't be afraid. Quit running from what God has called you to do and be. That cripple, that cripple laying there on the floor on his face in front of David. David's men pick him up. Gird him up. Put them on their horse and brings him to the king's place. All oh, everything's already prepared. Some of you need to just, you need to decide, I'm getting out of this environment, this attitude, and I'm receiving the king's position 
lift your hands in this audience all over. Just worship the Lord. His presence is here today. In the name of Jesus, be restored, be revived, be in the place, be a son, not a slave. Be in the house, not outside of, of the mercy of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be God. Blessed be God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And those of you that know that you belong to him, prepare yourself for this communion with the Lord. When I take of his blood, his life flows in me. When I partake of the bread, my body is restored. How can you serve God with a broken body? God wants to completely restore you and heal you. Those of you that have been suffering, partake of this bread, partake of his blood. This fruit of the vine and this bread, Jesus said, is now my body and my blood poured out for you. When you take, remember me. Father, in the name of Jesus, we offer in this moment this bread. And this cup we thank you we declare it today your body your blood in Jesus name restore and heal fix it Lord in the name of Jesus Re Lord replenish strength and health in the name of Jesus, I thank you.